0: Chris Klein, how are you doing today, sir?
1: The venerable Joseph G. Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Really good.
0: Waiting
1: for the the weather to break. Will the weather break in Ohio?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, and I feel like it, I've, I've talked to a lot of people from the Columbus, Ohio, Northeast Ohio area recently. And I, I've, I don't want it to be like a like a all Ohio all the time show. But I just I mean, there's too much good insurance, Chris. I mean, what are we going to do? It's not our fault, right?
1: I, you're right. I mean, it is the epicenter of all things cool and all things insurance. But no, nah, absolutely. Uh, you're right. I mean, there's some cool stuff going on here. It's fun to be a part of.
0: We can't we just I mean, we can't deny it, you know, there's I mean, no, deny it. I just can't deny. So I think I think you hold the title of uh, maybe most tenured guest in in show history uh, from the from the carrier side. So I, I, I think that's a prestigious honor. Maybe I will get a plaque made.
1: I would love a plaque. I mean, in today's in today's diverse you know workforce and you know workplace environments, there's there's not many places to hang a plaque anymore. Um, yeah. But I'll take the virtual tag. So you, th- would so you
0: prefer a medal? You know, we do like a little medal?
1: A medal. Maybe we'll get tattoos. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't. I mean, I like you. I like you, Chris. I am not know if I like you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no kidding. Why don't we don't just um, say cheers over one of our favorite beverages one afternoon uh, in Ele- in there New Orleans go. at Elevate? How's that?
0: Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right, fine. Probably the most uh, most responsible of the choices. Um, so, what's been going on? I mean, Westfield's been up to some big stuff. I mean, what's been happening in your world lately?
1: Yeah, you know, it seems like a lot. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, 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 there's a lot going on everywhere, and everybody you talk to seems to be, be trying to cram another puff of air in the balloon. I heard that metaphor once. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but uh, and it hasn't popped yet. But, you know, in our world right now, I mean, I, I think you know, Joey, just a lot of cool things going on at the company and the way of uh, pretty, pr- pretty significant and extremely exciting stuff around our culture and, uh, the workplace investing heavily in that. And I suppose folks that follow you may recall, uh, last fall, uh, the actual video that you guys did on campus uh, with our with our CEO and folks and saw the work there and that's coming along very well. So, and it's interesting, you know, with that kind of change, moving people around and asking people to, um, to move out of offices and, and, and work in a more open and collaborative and, um, flexible environment. Uh, you know, you get mixed emotions conceptually, but I'll tell you what, as people have seen the execution come to life and started to live and work in it. Uh, it, I just, you just don't hear people with anything other than praise and I, and I'm poster child for it. I mean, I, I, I live out of and work out of a book bag and have really not seen any drop off in productivity. My boss might disagree, but I feel <laughs> I feel like we're keeping the pace and, yeah. um, and and the environment's doing what it's supposed to do. So that's exciting and uh, really cool for the company. But I don't know if you follow us on social media, uh, you'll see that we're in roadshow season, uh, which is a pretty – it's a pretty high effort, um, fast pace. But uh, you know it's it's pretty fun to take take a dozen to fifteen folks from the home office and bring mm-hmm. them together with with leaders in the field and uh, host uh, host agents around the company or around around the country with with some events to socialize a little bit. But not only that, but let them hear uh, from the first person perspective the results and the plans and uh, the things we've got underway at the corporate level. And in their state, uh, the things that matter and they've we just finished up last week. We were in Charlotte and in in Orlando and hosted those events. And and it's just uh, you know, it's a lot of work. But by I think by all accounts, most would agree well worth, you know, well worth the effort.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's the one thing that I I think, you know, talking back to that conversation, you know, back in the fall is uh, I've always been. Impressed, amazed might be strong words, but I mean, you guys really dedicate yourself to the agent and looking forward to what might be possible. And that's always something that's kind of struck me um, as, as, you know, the traditional approach is, you know, how big is your book and what's the agency done previously versus looking at, you know, key indicators that might say, listen, we're going to give you a shot, you know, we're going to let you maybe punch above your weight class a little bit here. And, and that's, how long did it take to kind of get everybody around that process? What what have you guys seen with that coming around? And I mean, cause you've been doing it for a while now. What, what has that whole process and experience been like?
1: That's a fantastic question. And I appreciate the observation as well. That, that, that certainly has not come without, without a lot of uh, sweat, a lot of sweat equity and, and um, at times probably. Well, not probably, but at times you know some you know some tough conversations, but by and large, the intent is pure and the outcome uh, has, has really has really been what you'd hope, but you're right, I think we're eight plus years, maybe four cycles so to contextualize that uh, about a decade ago uh, some folks and I take no credit for this I was you know I was uh I was in a single line of business leading a personal lines reading, a region, and, and, you know, was a part of this on the periphery. But some, some folks at Westfield thought that, uh, questioned, I guess, if you will, whether the, you know, the industry norm of using historical carrier only data to predict or to align resources with agencies in the future made the most sense. And I suppose one could, choose to debate the data or maybe cite examples to the contrary, but but we, after some deep analysis, were, we're, we're confident that simply looking backwards uh, about data only pertaining to our book with an agency, um, you know, was not all that predictive about the capabilities or the likelihood to succeed in looking forward for an agency. So, we set forth to continue to just try to understand what are the things about an agency as a business that that really could predict again the just the best chance for future success, and not only that, how do you measure it? How do you how do you track that? And that's been the journey.
0: Yeah, you know, Chris, I think what's fascinating about that is uh, the dedication to acquiring those data points, and I guess what I'm curious about and. Maybe what others are curious about is exactly you know what are some of those things that you know maybe if they're not paying attention to them now what are some things that you guys identify as key indicators for growth moving forward?
1: Well, some of that secret sauce, Joey. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, only kind of just kidding, right? Um, <laughs> well, well, but I think as I was alluding to, and you know, in the opening remarks there, I mean, some of them are pretty elementary, and probably everybody would 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 agree that these things are important, but it's, it's a lot of the stuff that folks like, like you guys at, at agency nation are trying to educate, are trying to ke- trying to educate agencies on. So where, where we find the most success and it's, it's, again, it's probably no surprise, but it's with it. It's with agencies who really are dedicated to running themselves as a business. And, um, you know, it's really important that, an agency think about that way because there's, you know, there's certain operating ratios and metrics and those types of things that are tracked and planned to, and they build a plan around the future with a lot of discipline around the, the management of that. So not only is it we want to do X, but there are action items and there's dates and there's accountability built around it for individuals in an organization. And, you know, sometimes when you think about smaller agencies, uh, it's a lot of people wearing a lot of hats, but the the cool thing about the way we you know that we view this and and you know the the data would support this is it somewhat size agnostic? I mean, there are certain things nobody's gonna argue that are a little easier to do if you have scale. Um, but the fundamentals of running a business are the fundamentals of running a business. So where we see those, uh, the agencies tend to perform really well. But then also being willing to plan, Uh, behaviorally with a carrier and figure out how you have alignment apply a number to it and really remain true to the plan again really basic stuff but the things where this really starts to come alive is the it's the culture around um, continually thinking about the next generation and hiring staff new producers you know investing in talent as a culture rather than an event and we could talk about that go ahead
0: yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fascinating. Well, mainly because I've had conversations time and time again, and uh, back back to that next generation, and and you know, punching above the weight class, and all that stuff. Right. Uh, there, there is this barrier to entry that feels daunting to those that are either at an existing kind of agency that might want to go do things their way. Uh, or somebody looking to get into the business where, again, it's the, please, uh, we need your firstborn and like, you know, the, you know, uh, a ridiculous sum of ransom that, you know, usually comes with a traditional carrier appointment. And then they're, they're kind of backed into these, you know, weird decisions. And, and, and you guys looking at it kind of not from what has been traditionally, um, you know, thought of as important. Uh, how much from that standpoint, do you think we need to start, uh, I mean, making it a an creating awareness i guess i should say for those that that are in these positions because they don't even know that it might even be a possibility to approach i don't, I don't know if it is or not chris but to, to approach a westfield and say listen you know i i'm, I'm looking to do this what does it take you know is, is there is there room for more of an open dialogue in today's world than there was maybe even just four or five years ago
1: uh you know through the lens through my lens i think the answer is yes and you know i mean there's no you know no hiding behind the fact that we're, you know, we're 170 plus years old and um, yeah. have been around a long time. And I think many, um, you know, high performing regional, super regional type carriers have generally shared the opinion that startups or spin offs are a big bet. And sometimes they just don't even have an appetite for that at all. And, yeah. we, and we would have been in in that camp for years and probably would default to startups are tough. It's tough to start an agency. And I don't know the, the pretty, you know, the, the the script I have there is that that there's, there's quite a difference between a rock star producer and being somebody who's running the operation. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and, or being a frustrated producer and wanting to go do it out on your own. But people more and more were starting to see the success. I mean, there are tools available. Um, folks like us, you know, and other carriers and and entities like yours are investing in ways to help educate agencies on some of that, you know, some of that magic that that um, if applied with good discipline can make an agency successful and now it becomes more of a view of what are your plans? What you know? Which is, which is easy to say, but can you really build a financial pro forma and lay out a business plan that has some real substance behind how you're going to get there? And th- there's still existing, <laughs> there's existing agencies that aren't doing that with much discipline. Yeah. So to be a startup, it's, it's tough.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I, Maybe we're going down a rabbit hole here, but I'm kind of interested. What And again, to help everybody understand, you know, just this entire angle, like what is the risk on the carrier side of things? Like you said, like it is a big bet, right? Like what's the risk if it doesn't work out, you know, like, because again, everybody has to make sure they're making smart business decisions much like, you know, we want agencies to make, we also want Westfield to make smart business decisions. So sure. they can continue to be a company that's going to be able to, you know, Operate as they've come, as everybody's come to expect. I mean, so what is that? What is that break point? You know, just in in general to making everybody, making it a win for everybody. I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of two questions built in the you know into one. There, I mean, you know, the risk, somewhat cliched, but there, there's a decent amount of effort, not just dollars, uh, but human resource and time in all of the work that it takes to go through all the contract uh the licensing the training and onboarding uh, of of an agency and so there's that part of it the other side of it is you know when when you're running an agency from zero um versus working for an agency that already is established this is somewhat anecdotal and broad brush Um, But historically, there's been a belief that a brand-new startup-type agency needs, air quotes, cheesy air quotes, uh, to write about everything they touch to create cash flow and those types of things. And many regional carriers don't have an appetite for writing everything. Uh, So there becomes that. Uh, that dynamic did us a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of work on the underwriting side to help coach train and mentor and you say a lot of no, you get incomplete apps um, and you're being asked to consider things that just aren't in your appetite. So there's that you know there's that part of it. But sure. let's just say they yep. get through all that um, and can navigate that. It takes you know it takes real cash flow to, to run a business and without having really thought through that, the other side of it is, and and we've experienced these: an agency gets going, uh, you give them a shot, and 6, 12, 18 months down the road, well, maybe the production hasn't manifested the way you thought it would, um, or or just um, the, the they're just not as successful. And now you've got policies in place which are actually, when you're really, they're customers, they're people out there with <clears throat> needs, and the experience they have is not ideal at times. And that starts to reflect back on, you know, on the brand of the carrier. Sure. Uh, and then if they do go insolvent or they sell, now you're dealing with, you know, with businesses in transition and those types of things. So that's a doom and gloom point of view, but it's a historical point of view. So I think what's happening now is there's more and more ways for folks. I think the barriers are entry to enter as an agency are probably lower now than they ever were. Uh, capital is a little easier to get. Um, And there's different ways to build an agency. I mean, without mentioning names, you and I can think of some that are phenomenally successful, but they've really flipped the script on their expense structure. Mm -hmm. So when you start off without all that legacy expense model, you can invest more appropriately in filling the funnel, you know, SEO driven stuff, you know, right up your alley, Joey, and um, filling the funnel utilizing technology and not so, and use, utilizing carrier service centers. So when you start off on your own with your own vision, you're not really necessarily having to deal with all that cultural change um, with legacy folks. So there's 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 more pros to consider today. You know, with you know with a scratch type agency or an emerging model, and it just takes it just takes carriers a while to get comfortable with that. I mean, let's just be honest. At the end of the day, we're all underwriters, and you underwrite risk. Um, but as you become more and more comfortable with with nuance, um, you figure out ways to navigate that and and to mitigate the risk too. So it's pretty yeah. cool and it's exciting. I, I I think if you know if you're young and hungry and have an idea for an agency, uh, it's not going to be easy sledding. But I think carrier appetite to take a look is is different. Than it would have been, in, at least in my career.
0: Sure. Well, you know, and there's a couple of things mixed in there that I, I find interesting. One being, you know, it seems likely that of all the things in tech has the potential to disrupt, underwriting might be one of the first things that becomes way more efficient, which might create a downhill effect towards some of the stuff that you talked about, meaning where if that a lot of that stuff might be streamlined, it might be able to reduce that risk, which might allow companies to take more chances on people and then maybe kind of increase that hit ratio potentially. But even even more fascinating, I think, is we kind of forget sometimes just how codependent we are on each other and the fact that the consumer really doesn't care and or make a differentiation on who they're dealing with. And it's really up to us to kind of make sure, like you had said, that the experience is consistent or it is up to par with with each other.
1: Yeah, that I mean that that's a whole other conversation probably you know, in of itself, and it's a fascinating topic as, as carriers invest in brand and the customer experience that they think aligns the most to help that brand come to life for the people that uh, ultimately entrust them with their risk. And then more and more you see agencies starting to invest in their brand. So there is this this thing that I don't know has been as as i guess as dynamic as it is now but that's the, the the dual brand or the dual sale that comes along with that but uh that's why not everybody is appointed by every carrier so you try to find alignment and values and approach and the way the customer is viewed and the things that matter to all and uh, you seek that alignment so that's an important that's an important part of it you know and in your comment about About insure tech or whatever you know, whatever label we want to throw on that, but certainly the automation and the sophistication of pricing models and those types of things, you know, they again, I think they use the word they flip that script a little bit, and if you know, it, it it changes the roles or the expectation of each of the parties along the way, and you know, if the models can do a pretty good job of of pricing and underwriting a larger chunk of, of the opportunities then and making it do it and doing so much more efficiently than, you know, then the question becomes where does the flow come from and putting, putting more things in the sales funnel. But, you know, we're still probably a ways from that from in all lines of business, but certainly there are some lines of business or, or sub lines inside those that are seeing that today. And there are some agency models out there that are, Starting to do pretty well at that, and starting to scale that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I brought it up because one, uh, you are going to be at Elevate. You didn't think you were going to make it there for a minute, which I was. Part of my soul was crushed. I was like, "Man, Chris can't come to Elevate." <laughs> uh, ter- uh, uh, dramatic turn of events. We got you at Elevate. You're actually going to be um, doing a presentation with myself and Matt Simon. We're going to be doing a little conversation around NPS and what it means to, um, you know, the agency and the the carrier side of things. How that you know, extra layer of information can inform decisions, and and again, this is something that you know is is. I still say in the early adoption phase, I, I think that's even though NPS has been around a while, I don't know that even you know as many insurance companies are are utilizing it as maybe as effectively as possible, and certainly uh, not not enough agencies are are, are using that information um and that's kind of been part of our entire conversation of, of you know how to how to find these things what what do you think we can look forward to in that session like what are you excited about of, of what you're doing and just the, the potential to again create you know more alignment from the agent and carrier um that that work that 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 has you kind of excited
1: well i mean first of all anytime i get to spend time with you and matt yeah i know right you know i mean that's that's part of it but Really, all joking aside, what's cool about Matt? He's he's one of the front runners in this, I think, uh, on the agency side. But as you alluded to, I believe it's not it's it's not a new thing. In fact, it's it's a pretty seasoned customer experience measure uh, across nearly every industry. So so we're sort Mm -hmm. of late to adopt it. And when I've seen the way Matt, a couple of folks that he. You know, in I guess in our network, the folks that we know there, you know some other agencies that have really invested in the capabilities here uh, are around NPS and the the ability to map the 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 numeric measure to one question essentially back to so many different behavioral pieces and demographic attributes of a customer and invest where it helps you win, uh, attack pain points, because I think a lot of people look at it as we want to have and really understand how do you provide value to those that would rate you as a promoter. But there's a lot, a lot of learning and opportunity in focusing on those small number of folks that would rate you as a detractor. And I think you'll hear some cool stories about the way Matt has really invested in making that super easy via technology and how it's helping shape really so many different things about the way he runs his agency. And, you know, on the carrier side, we're using it as well in our customer care side of things. So we're, you know, like most others, um, now that we're getting it and consuming it and learning from it, now it's how do you scale this and and, and how do you use it and how do you map it back to really make the, uh, you know, the activities between an agency and a carrier the most robust just around, Again, it's not a foolproof piece of data. Nothing is, but it's a sure. it's a pretty cool and a pretty powerful measure. And we'll we'll try to talk about all that in forty five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. All, we'll get it all in. Just we'll get it all Last every last bit of it will be covered in forty five minutes. Now, if I understand um, you're,
1: you, you're actually going to take notes while facilitating and hand every attendee of that breakout session a formal three ring binder business plan to install NPS in their agency.
0: I'm actually gonna have it printed. I'll have, it'll be like a nice little booklet just by the time we start to finish. They'll have a, a just okay. nice color, full color printed booklet ready to go walk out the door. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, know I, you know, I think, yeah, I think, um, I think uh, I'm think i excited one. That's, I think it's gonna be a great conversation. Um, and like you said, it's always, always a good time when we can kind of, you know, bring these things again. That's one of the other things too, I, I find interesting. Um, and just this, uh, just our conversation, what Elevate kind of stands for is, it's really allowing the intersection of these conversations to happen. You know, everyone always asks me like, "Why should I go to Elevate?" or "What is Elevate?" And you know, it's it's an it's an agent led conversation that brings really every corner of the industry together. And um, you know, I, I I can't you know, you guys are certainly one of the you know great supporters of that. Um, How important is of that, you know, just again, getting information from all of the necessary players as opposed to not getting too siloed in, you know, I only want to talk to independent agent owners or I want to, you know, just focus on, you know, state partnerships or whatever it is, right? It's just having a full conversation across the spectrum of what is needed to, again, like you said, focus on the things that are going to grow an agency.
1: Well, yeah, I'll come at that answer maybe from a slightly different perspective. I guess a slightly different angle uh, in terms of a setup because it's very important and kind of rewind to the way we started our conversation around the investment we make and trying to understand the things that make an agency have the best chance for success. And then how do we use that not only to align resources from us directly to those agencies, uh, but also to inform how we invest back into the community and interact with the community, and by community, I mean the entire—not only the IA channel, but just the industry at large. And that has, I guess, come together in a way that these all these learnings and opportunities very naturally come together in in categories. If you listen to our own podcast, "Closing the Gap," you have heard me reference that as the big three uh, time and time again, and so, you know, one of those, I guess, for example, is uh, finding and recruiting and onboarding talent uh, all the way up through the internal succession and perpetuation of an agency. Uh, the other one is really the stuff that Elevate focuses on. That's the the social, the digital, the overall customer experience dynamic. So another big bucket, if you will. And then the third that we, we focus on is leveraging data and and, and analytic tools uh, to really focus on the operational uh, aspects of an agency. So those three things point well. So when you go back to, you know, how important is it for an event like, you know, like Elevate or to be in conversations where multiple parties or stakeholders in the health of the industry are at the same place, it's huge. And that's why we have been, Uh, Really, since day one, um, a partner in what you guys are doing with Elevate, because to your point, it focuses on one of the big three and it gets us as a carrier in front of of all those stakeholders. But more importantly, it's something that we proactively try to encourage agencies or, or employees of agencies to plug into if this is something that matters to their agency now or if they want to figure out why it should. And so that's really in, in, you know, in, in more than a nutshell, I guess a long way of saying that it's, it's hugely important to be in, in those places. And it's not uncommon to go to an in- industry event that becomes a carrier party because there aren't very many agencies there. And
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's just a, it's just a vendor show, but you've got a really yeah. good balance and you guys have managed that well somehow or another. And, if you get about two-thirds agents and and folks sort of on that side of the realm and the other third is carriers and um, somewhere probably across that divide or, um, I guess, third-party type folks that want to engage on either side, it's it's a nice yeah. balance. And, and yeah. you've done a great job with that.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I would say most of it is intentional, but I think we get lucky too. But, yeah, I mean, so… One of the things as we kind of get ready to wrap this thing up, Chris, what, if you could, um, what's one thing that you would like agents to do, whether it's, you know, reaching out to Westfield or just what, what's, if you could tell them to go, you know, either connect with you or what, what's the one, where, where do you want them to go? What do you want them to do?
1: I just think that there's one, one answer with like 19 subparts. No, I, <laughs> I say, I say that with, with, with tongue firmly planted in cheek. I, I think it's 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 across this idea of, and most do right. They they recognize that the world is changing, technology is going to influence the way we do business. The demands of the customer. I mean, these things are so cliched anymore that we talk about them yeah. all the time. But mm-hmm. it's all it's all true. And what I would encourage an agency to do, um, again, I've I've never even had to buy one meal for my family that came from the efforts of running an independent agency. It's so it, it's easy to say, but start doing something different tomorrow. And the way I frame that or kind to think about that is if there's this whole spectrum, everybody is somewhere on the spectrum. Some are just getting started with each of these things inside the big three. Some, have, some agencies have certain aspects of it absolutely dialed in. And they're the ones sitting on panels that Elevate or wherever you're at and sharing their knowledge and their skinned knees. But everybody can do something more tomorrow. So that's really, I guess, if you were to say, what's the ask? It's easy to get scared. It's easy to be paralyzed um, and realize that, hey, there's a few policies renewing today and that's going to generate income. And I've got a pretty healthy lifestyle. Maybe, I'll, you know, maybe I can wait or maybe I'll go hire somebody to come in and do it. And I, I just don't know that there's that kind of latitude uh, anymore um, with all that's going on in the industry. So long answer to say, try to do something different tomorrow. And if you don't necessarily know who to call, I certainly don't know everybody to call. I certainly don't have anywhere near all of the answers. But what I can assure you that for the agencies that work with us, we are deeply committed to at least trying to hear the story, understand what you're trying to do. And, you know, I guess if they're listening to this, they know how to get a hold of you, but if they're dealing with a perpetuation challenge and they don't really understand how to value it because the next generation is hounding them to get a seat Mm -hmm. at the table. um, I can't value your agency, but I can put you in touch with some folks that are great partners of ours who do that. And they do that very Mm -hmm. well. Um, All that kind of stuff. Right. So, do something different tomorrow and give us a call. If you don't know where to start, we'll be glad. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, now you set me up for this, Chris, I, I got to ask it now. This is the oh, last God. question. Last question. I have to know because anytime anybody in the industry does try to do something different, it is met with a sizable amount of friction. And if you could identify, maybe your maybe it's not the most important, but the one that just kind of connects with you on, on a level that you're not even really sure, like chicken soup level type thing where you're not, quite sure why it means so much to you, but what's the one thing if you could tomorrow just remove as much friction as possible from that thing to be able to do that thing easier? It might be a
1: cop-out, but I think I, I, I've been really passionate lately around culture and it would be very easy to say, do more on social, um, you know, give your underwriter more complete data. I mean, those types of things, but I think that it's real that one of the biggest things we have to solve for is is um, is, is is energy around talent and fresh blood and new ideas, and where that is working great, uh, it it is a culture rich location. And so, Joey, you and I know some agencies that invest in that intentionally, and. Not only are they bringing in young talent, they're having fun, they're making insurance cool, they're vibrant parts of their community, and all that sounds good and, you know, fun and fine and dandy, but their operational results are following uh, along the same line. So it's – I wouldn't even call that a pain point. It's just something that I've personally become, you know, become passionate uh, about, and I think it touches – There's not any one operational thing we could talk about that couldn't be made better if culture was a part of the conversation.